Good morning, good morning. So go ahead and come back to your seats, everyone. No more, no more building community, no more loving each other. Come back to your seats, please. <laughs> it's so good to be here this morning. And uh, I get a kick out of Jason doing, the, the mystery box is one of my favorite things. I, I know it has to go away for a little bit, but where Jason like gets the random stuff in the box. Because not everybody is up for that. That's like, he, he has to be nervous when he wakes up in the morning on Sunday morning going, oh. <laughs> and then once he decides where he's going to go, once he like, okay, I'm going to go there with this crazy item that I just found in this mystery box. Once he makes the decision, okay, I'm going to go with uh, whatever theological, biblical concept, he has, to, he has to stick with it. He can't change his mind. <laughs> and he did it. He does it week after week. It's pretty cool. So go, go Jace. Go Pastor Jason. So um, I showed up today, and I was laughing because uh, I was texting back and forth about, um, with Jason, and he was... He was being very kind and asking me, do you want to, when you give your Jesus talk this Sunday, do you want to have the headset or you want to use a, mic- a handheld microphone? Uh, do you want to sit down in a stool and a table? And, and I, t- I told him, man, I would love to sit down on a stool and a table. And it, it felt like such a, like I was being such a diva to like, and so I started ask, I, I started adding random things to the list. I asked for, I was like, and can I get a, a bowl of blue M&M's? Um, I, I, was, I was like, a, uh, a couple of white uh, sweat towels, um, a water bottle, and an NIV, bio, an NIV Bible, and uh, I'll let you see what I showed up to today. Here is a bowl, a bowl of blue M&Ms. I don't, like, you didn't, did you literally have to go through the bag? And you know... An old school diaper works, you know. (laughs) And uh, I've got my NIV Bible, New International Version, kind of a favorite of our stream of Christianity, and a water bottle. So I'm I'm fired up. I feel loved, and and I know we feel loved. Um, My family, we feel loved by this community, loved by Jesus, that he would bring us here, that we would get to that we would get to serve here in little ways, and what a cool thing to get a chance to give Jesus talk this morning. Um, cool thing. We just, uh, my wife Amber is over here, and, and uh, God has blessed her with a job that keeps us, that supports us financially, and I'm a stay-at-home dad, and I'm homeschooling my seven-year-old son, Tenzin, and my four-year-old daughter, Vesper, and uh, we have great fun when I'm not grumpy, we, uh, and most days, these days, I'm not so grumpy. I, I have these phases where I have to break out of the grumpiness. But uh, um, these are good days and just trying to figure out how to live for Jesus in small ways. And, and here we are today, right? That's what we're all doing here. We're like, Jesus, okay, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go to church this morning in the dance barn here at Christ the King, Sudden Valley. And whatever you want, Jesus. It's just that open-handedness and that's what, just that yes in our heart. And that's what we want. We're in this series um, called I Believe. We believe. We believe. It's not just I, it's we. We believe, and it's based on the Apostles' Creed. And, and Pastor Jason has been talking about how the Apostles' Creed points us back to the truth of Scripture. It points us back 
to all of these core pieces of su- such important pieces of our beliefs um, in Christianity as we follow Jesus. And uh, it's, been, it's been fun for me to, to uh, this is, I love these topics. I love the j- kind of these giant concepts that there's absolutely no way we can fathom for eternity, really. And, but we can do our best to just learn a little bit more and, and go, Jesus, what do you mean by, these, by the Trinity? And what do you mean? And how, why did you do it this way? But just to ask those questions again and again. So uh, in, a, in a kind of formal way, I invite everyone, you don't have to, but I invite everyone to stand with me and we're going to, we're going to read the Apostles' Creed. It'll be up on the screen. I decided to sit over here. I hope that's okay, because the screen's kind of behind me, so I'm farther away from you guys. Hey. <laughs> and so uh, go ahead and just read with me the Apostles' Creed. I have it in front of me here. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Thank you. Go ahead and have a seat. Let's pray. Jesus, we just, we love you, Jesus. And thank you for being here with us today. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would get stuff done in our hearts, that you would point things out in our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. You are gift of the Father. You are the greatest gift to us. We're so thankful for that. And Jesus, I'm I'm prepared all week, you know, and I'm all fired up about my topic, but you know, uh, I'm just fired up about talking about you. But we know that you get you, you have your own agenda always, and you always, you get stuff done in our hearts that I might even not even talk about. And Jesus, so just be alive in us this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, just be with us. But sometimes our emotions, God, they get kind of, um, kind of off or whatever, but we just say, Jesus, just align our physical experience with the truth of what you want to express to us today. Just line it up, God. Don't let any distraction get in the way. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. I wanted to recommend a couple of books um, because I'm, I just love books. I'm just kind of a dork that way. And I don't always read them all, but man, do I buy them. <laughs> and audiobooks and shelves of books and and. Amber has me go through, I'll go through just shelves of books, and she'll say, okay, if you don't love it, you know, remember that thing that was popular a couple years ago? Like, put it on your heart. Does it bring joy to you? And I'll, like, put the box, I'll look at it, be like, does it bring joy to me? Would I give this book away to someone? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. And so, 
Um, this is a great, this is a very approachable, it's a little bit dense, but it's approachable in, certain, in just in its size. It's called I Believe on the Apostles' Creed, and I'm a huge fan of Alistair McGrath. This guy is like this, he's just like Mr. Thorough theologian dude. I have, I've read two or three like books like that thick by the guy, and it took me like, one of them took me two years or something. So this guy's the man. I mean, Jesus is what it's all about, so that's what makes it cool. Um, this book I got to read this week, it's called Forgotten God and, and by Francis Chan. And it's, and he talks about the Holy Spirit in a way where, where he doesn't try to pick fights on this or that, but he's like, oh, we must have the Holy Spirit. All of us can agree we need more God, right? And because the Holy Spirit is God, we certainly need more of the Holy Spirit. And so in the same way that you can't have too much God in your life, it sounds a little crazy, but I'm going to say it out loud. You actually can't have too much Holy Spirit in your life. Huh. Now, we could maybe talk about it in weird ways too much. Or we could, you know, we could, we could, a lot of crazy stuff can happen. But we certainly need more of the Holy Spirit. This book, I finally finished it last night instead of really preparing my final draft of my talk. <laughs> um, when I was in seminary and all through school, I, got to, I had a chance to go to school way too long. And uh, I always would, I mean, I would do all the reading because I'm a really fast reader. I'm, I, I, I'm really lazy about memorization. But I mean, the exam would be tomorrow and I wouldn't study. I'd just still be reading the required reading. Like, like it'd be like the morning of the test. And then finally, like with an hour to go, I'd be like, okay, I got to learn this now. Anyways, it wasn't very effective. My GPA would tell you, tell you why. Um... I eventually learned how to study, but uh, this is a really good book. Last one I'm going to recommend. It's called Miracle Work, a down-to-earth guide for supernatural people. And I had the chance to be on staff at a vineyard church for eight years, and I was a pastor for a lot of those years. And, uh, and in that stream of Christianity, charismatic evangelical world, uh, you read a lot of books like this. And out of all of them, this was my favorite by far. And it's super practical. And it's just about regular people um, just inviting God's supernatural, just inviting the Holy Spirit into real life. And so if, you're, if you want a book, which I always do, it's a good place to, give, to uh, spend your money. I'm going to get my Bible out. And because there are fill-in-the-blanks, and it, my intro so far has been crazy long, and certain personalities uh, are going to get worried soon, because I'm not, I'm not to my first fill-in-the-blank. I'm just going to give you my first fill-in-the-blank. And my first fill-in-the-blank is, we experience Jesus, the gift of the Father, through the Holy Spirit. We experience Jesus the gift of the Father through the Holy Spirit. So the Father gives the Father's greatest um, self-disclosure, the, the Father's greatest uh, desire to show who he really is, we find in Jesus. Uh, if you want to know what God is like, think about Jesus. That's what God is like. Jesus said, I'm perfect representation of the Father. And then Jesus, he says, I want to be closer to you. I want to be your very breath. And because of that, uh, he, he ascends to heaven. 
he sends the Holy Spirit after his crucifixion and, and resurrection. He ascends to heaven. He takes human flesh to heaven so that all of human flesh could contain, all who believe could, could have the Holy Spirit. And, and, and then because of that, the Holy, because of the Holy Spirit, we can have Jesus on the inside. Revelation, the book of Revelation talks about uh, Jesus standing at the door and knocking. And it's like, okay, God has chosen to take on human flesh. Like, how does that work? Does Jesus just kind of, is it mini Jesus? Like, does he, like, like you know, because our brains are like trying to figure it out, right? Like, how, how does it work? And we're like, well, I don't know. It's a mystery. The Trinity is a mystery. But as best we can, as best we, can we try to understand it. And we try to, try to read all the verses that we can. And we try to figure it out. So as best we can, I, as best I can uh, describe it, I would say that the way that Jesus lives in your heart is through the Holy Spirit. And, you, and sometimes we get wigged out by the Holy Spirit. We get a little, we're like, I don't know about the Holy Spirit. In fact, uh, we tend to think of the Holy Spirit like a, like it's an it, like it's a power, like it's the force. Man, today is good, but if I had the force. And so sometimes we pray that way. Would God, would Jesus, would you send the Holy Spirit to kick it up a notch? And, uh, and it's theologically, biblically, that's actually not, too, not so far off. But why does it kick up? Why does it get kicked up a notch? Because it, you're inviting Jesus. Like if, if you if you're wondering what the Holy Spirit is like, it's like Jesus. Uh, and and of course, if you're wondering what Jesus is like, you could say, well, it, you know, it can it can become a little bit of circle circular reasoning. You'd be like, well, it's, he's like the Holy Spirit, right? It's it's like when in the dictionary where there's like two words you're looking up, and you look up the one word, and they say, well, it's. If you look up this word, it's that. And then you go to look up that word, and it's, oh, but it's that word. You're like, that wasn't super helpful. Uh, Jason has talked about what these beliefs, this knowledge, this is powerful stuff. But it's got to be personal. Like, it has to be personal. I want to experience it. And I have good news this morning. The whole reason the Holy Spirit exists is so that you can experience Jesus that you can experience in a personal way the Apostles' Creed. You can experience scripture. You can experience this thing. And when I say experience, I'm, thinking, I'm talking like five senses, like, you know, uh, elementary school uh, science class. And uh, so let's get to our, to our first couple of readings. John 13, 20. Uh, Jesus, the way it's set up in the book of John, it looks to me as if uh, at the Lord's Supper, I mean at the Last Supper, uh, where Jesus and his disciples and whoever else was there, they're sitting there, and he, he, Jesus is about to be crucified. Um, you know, I mean, he's about to be, you know, it's, it's, it's these last moments. Like, it's Jesus' last talk. And John 13, chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 16, 17, it looks to me like every bit of this was just during the conversation at the table. And that was a long conversation, because there's like, these chapters, you could read, you could preach on them for, we could preach on them for like the, the next decade. And, and that must have been what it was like to hang out with Jesus. Uh, so that's the context. We're at the Last Supper and Jesus is still talking. And John chapter 13, John's gospel in the Christian Bible, John chapter 13, verse 20, the way I tell it to my scriptures, uh, the first number, the chapters are the big numbers, the verses are the little numbers. 
I tell you the truth, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. This is Jesus talking. Whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. Jesus is saying, God the Father, God the Son, we're, we're the same. John chapter 14, verse 9. Next chapter. Uh, actually, I'm going to do 8, 9, and 10. I'm just going to fly. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Just like we know you say, it seems like you're saying you're God, but could you just show us the Father? And Jesus answered, don't you know, Philip, even, even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. And how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. It's like, how does that work? How does that but he's, it's just another verse, and you, we, it, the wording can be a little difficult, and so some, it helps to read it about 10 times, and they go, I think what I'm reading is that Jesus is saying the Father is in him, and if you want to see the Father, you just have to look at me. Where am I going this, with this? I thought this talk was about the Holy Spirit. Well, that's what's tricky about the Trinity, and uh, because you can't talk about the Holy Spirit without talking about Jesus, and you can't talk about Jesus without talking about the Father. But it all points back to Jesus because that's God's greatest self-disclosure of himself to us. John chapter uh, 16, verse 7. About three or four more verses. And uh, these chapters, I encourage you to just sit down with them and slowly walk through them uh, at some point, if not this next week. John chapter 16, verse 7. But I tell you the truth, it is for your good that I am going away. This is Jesus. He's still talking. I tell you the truth, it's for your good. He's talking to the disciples. It's for your good that I'm going away. And unless unless I go away, the counselor, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. Next fill in the blank is um, Holy Spirit be as close as my breath. It's actually not up there. Uh, But just remember that. Holy Spirit, be as close as my breath. What do I mean by that? God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, in perfect community, before time began, in community, the Trinity is there. Not lonely, not wishing he had a friend, perfect community, love and life, and going, there's so much good here. There's so much amazingness here. I want to create the world. Creates humanity out of his generosity. And and humanity, and and, and he says, I want true relationship with humanity, so I'm going to give them free will. And so creates humanity, and then free will doesn't go so well for us because we decide to live for ourselves instead of God. But God's like, it's okay. I'm going to send my spirit Um through specific people, through time, and, and God will use those people to, to do mighty works, and they will point you back to me. And so that's how the Old Testament works, the whole first part of this Bible. The Holy Spirit uh, is placed upon sometimes kings or like prophets, and, uh, and finally the prophet shows up, Jesus. And, uh, um, and, be, and through Jesus, Jesus is 
Jesus lives this perfect life. He li- he's led by the Holy Spirit. He's led by the Father. He's crucified. He's resurrected. He takes human flesh to heaven. And uh, the, uh, the book of Joel talks about there will be a day when my Holy Spirit is poured out on all flesh, when all of humanity can receive the Holy Spirit. And that's what we see in Acts chapter 2. After Jesus ascends to heaven, we have, uh, we have the great reversal of the Tower of Babel at Pentecost. Well, the Holy Spirit is poured out on these disciples who are waiting in the upper room, and suddenly Peter, like Mr. Scaredy Cat, is suddenly preaching in the street. Now, what's that all about? Uh, and then after that, we see uh, get people being filled with this Holy Spirit again and again and again. And uh, it seems as if people need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. One of the best metaphors I've ever need to be filled with the Holy Spirit again and again is what I meant to say. Uh, We are leaky buckets. How many of you need to be reminded that you're loved by Jesus more than once in your life? Yes, it's like God pours that truth into you and you're like, I'm loved by God. I knew it. I I thought I, but now I know it. And by tomorrow, we, we forgot. Like, it's just, does God love me? Like, I don't know. And that's one small aspect of the Holy Spirit, of God's love for you. We're leaky buckets. We have to be reminded again and again. And the way we receive is just by this posture of yes. It's just like, Holy Spirit, I know that I need you to to even be able to choose you and even be able to say yes to you. I have to have open hands. I have to say yes. In fact, even now, I don't even know if I can say yes, but I want to say yes. God, give me the desire to say yes to you. I, I know that somewhere in the midst of all of this, there's... There's truth here, and I, I want to wrestle with it. I want to know you, God. I want to be as close to you as my breath, and, and that's the way God is. God's like, I want to be with you. I want to be in you. I want to be just so close. Uh, having kids in these last years has changed my life in so many ways, and, uh, and I know God changes our lives with all kinds of amazing gifts, but children for me has been life-changing, and uh, there are these moments when, I, when my kids are asleep and I want to transfer them to a different bed or out of the car, into the house. And for some reason, um, early on, I came up with, for some reason, I don't even know why, but I call my son Bud and I call my daughter Bug. And then, I don't know why. And, uh, and so when I'm picking them up, I'm just like, it's okay. I'll pick them up, and they're like, Ugh. I'll be like, it's okay. It's okay, buddy. I'm right here. I'm right here. Daddy's right here. It's okay. It's okay. And I'll just kind of say, it's okay, about 10 times. Okay, take them. And same thing, with, same thing with my daughter. It's okay, buggy. It's okay. It's okay. Daddy's right here. I got you. I got you. I got you. I need that. I need, I need what, that, that imagery of what I'm able to give to my kids every once in a while. I need that from God. I need a, it's okay. It's okay, I got you. I'm right here. I'm as close as your breath. I'm, I'm like speaking right into your ear. Like I'm right here with you. And you're not being overdramatic about your life. Your life matters. Like you're not, you're not self-absorbed. Okay? God, like God wants to reach into your life. God wants to reach you in your stuff. Not like some cool symbolic stuff out here. John 16, verse 13 and 14. 
he, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will bring glory to me. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Taking from what is mine and making it known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. This is Jesus saying, everything that's from the Father, it's mine. That's why I said the Spirit will take what is mine. (laughs) And make it known to you. What is all that saying? I don't know exactly, but I know this. I want the Holy Spirit to talk to me all day long. I want to dialogue with the Holy Spirit because I feel like that's what he's offering right there. He's saying, you can talk to me all day long. Uh, The Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. Now, this is where it gets tricky for a lot of us. It's like, okay. Because we all all have, um, we all have the friend who, who says these wonderful phrases like, I was talking to Jesus this morning. And, uh, and, and a part of you is like, yeah, I know you're talking to Jesus, but like, you make it sound like you have these audible conversations that the rest of us don't have, you know. And I don't think people who, who talk that way, I, 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 think, I don't think they really mean that. Like, you remember a long, years ago, Braveheart was a big movie. What was that, 15 years ago already now? Uh, remember the guy from Ireland who like would have these conversations with God, with the Almighty, you know, like... You know, he's like talking to the Almighty. I, like, I, I just thought of that. That was not in the, no, in the notes. Um, but if you want to know, if you want to know how to listen to the Holy Spirit, this, one of the best things in this book, I, th- I think, is he goes, you want to you know what it's like to try to hear God's voice? It's kind of like, it's kind of like trying to remember what all your friends looked like in kindergarten. It's there. Like, there's this feeling that you can remember them, and you can kind of, it's almost like you see these silhouettes. But, and you kind of remember what they look like, but it's subtle, right? You can't just be like, oh, I could tell you exactly like, what every, every person in my kindergarten class looked like, right? I mean, it's difficult, right? Another metaphor I've, I, I've heard a lot from uh, mentors and leaders in my life, they'll say, it's like, tuning in an old school radio and you're just trying to tune in that it's like on the AM dial where it's like you're trying to trying to get the station that's what it's like to hear God's voice and it can get scary because there's a part of my personality is it's like unless I'm hearing from God and I know 100% it's true I don't even want to admit that I even had a conversation with God right and there's a certain kind of intensity that I can go to and uh and, but, but if we're honest and we think about how everything in Christianity works, there's all, it's not blind faith. It's, it's the intelligence matters, knowledge matters, like truth matters, but there's always a faith component. There's always a like, I am going to have to jump. We've been going down to Arnie Hanna and I am not a, like, I try to be a water person because I enjoy water, but I'm not a water person. Like, I just... I learned, really, truly learned how to swim in my 20s. Like, Amber pretty much taught me how to swim because I, like, flunked all the swim classes when I was little. And, uh, and so diving is way outside my comfort zone. But I'm, like, with the kids, I'm, like, well, I'm going to teach you how to dive. So, like, I'm on the edge of the pool, and I'm, like, okay, like, touch your toes, and then you're going you're gonna to lean forward and aim out that way. And then I'm, like, okay, well, I got to. 
I can't just talk smack. Like there's this little diving board. What is it? Three feet off the water? And I'm just like, (laughs) I mean, forget the 40 foot high platform dive, right? Like it's just three feet or whatever it is. And, um, and I'm, and I, and there's no jumping to dive. It's like, I stand there, pull up my trunks a little bit, you know, and then I just like, and I dive and the kids are like, Oh, way to go, dad. That's... <laughs> and uh, what, what's with the diving metaphor? Because so much of listening to the Holy Spirit is like jumping off the diving board. So much of it is like, I think Jesus is saying this. I mean, as much as I can hear God's voice, I mean, it's just, it's subtle. It's like trying to remember kinder, my kindergarten class. It's a, it was a long time ago. Right? It's this tiny voice. It's hard to, as much as I can tell though, I feel like, I mean, it must have been what Sam was, Sam and the Burgess or whoever it was, they, they were all, somehow the free fair came about. Like, it had to have been just like this little, like, I feel like we're supposed to, and I had this idea, and I don't always have ideas like that. I feel like I'm supposed to do this, and as much, I'm, I guess we're supposed to have a free fair, and I guess I'll send an email to Jason and tell him, you don't have to do it all by yourself, I promise. And, um, that's how it works, right? Next fill in the blank. Holy Spirit, teach me everything I need to know. Show me how to live. Holy Holy Spirit, give me power for life change. Got to land this thing, so I got to look at the time. How are we doing? We are supposed to be done at... (laughs) Oh, yes. And then all the teachers downstairs are just like... Okay. <laughs> the truth hurts. Holy Spirit, talk to me all day long. Holy Spirit, teach me everything I need to know. John fourteen twenty six. Let me go back to that. Let me read that. I'm going to read a couple of verses and then we'll land this. <laughs> But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. John 16, verse 22 and 23. I love God's word. Sometimes I feel like I get tired of it and then I actually open it up again and I go, oh, Now is your time of grief. Jesus is still talking. They must, they, and they, they had like three glasses of wine that night because it's like, so I mean, they, which probably helped with the talking, but I don't know if it helped with the listening. Like it, but Jesus, no, that makes it sound like I think Jesus didn't, Jesus wasn't able to get it done, but he totally was able to get it done. This is what he said. I'm going to stop talking so Jesus can talk right here. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. I tell you the truth. My Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask, and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. He says, there's going to be a day after I die and after I'm resurrected when your joy will be made complete. And the, the, the war will be won. 
And you're gonna get a sense that the war has been won and at the end of time, when all things are made right, you will know 100% for sure that Jesus won. But in the meantime, I won the war already, but you're gonna be walking through life and you're gonna need the Holy Spirit in you and you're gonna be having battles and you're gonna be like, I know the end result is Jesus wins. I know the war, I know the war, I know who wins the war, the spiritual battle, but in the meantime, I am getting the snot beat out of me. And then we, so we get back up and we're like, man, I just need you, God. I need life change. I need help. I, like, I'm not able to be, for me, it's like, I'm not able to be the dad you want me to be. I'm not able to encourage the people around me. I'm not able to be the neighbor I wish I could be. I'm not able to, I'm just angry most of the time. Jesus, you got to like reach into my heart. You have to change me. And, and Jesus does that by his Holy Spirit. The very last fill in the blank was Holy Spirit. Give me power for life change. True life change. And I love life change. That's the greatest miracle. I mean, I love physical miracles. Um, I felt like there weren't enough tangible, miraculous things in my life at, at one point when I was a pastor and I had this idea. I went to this other pastor named David Brooks and I think, David, we're gonna pray for a thousand people to get healed. There's a, there's a part of me is like, Deep down inside of me, I'm, I kind of like marketing. And like, and so I always, in my conversations with Jesus, it's like I'm always hitting Jesus with marketing concepts. Like, like Jesus, let me pray for 1,000 healings. It's a nice round number. And I, and I told my buddy, I was like, that's just, we're just gonna pray for three people a day for a year. Like, how hard is it? So if we see somebody with a cold, we'll be like, is it okay if I pray for you? I'm trying to pray for 1,000 people to be healed. And so, and so at first I was like writing down every time I prayed and then I was like, this is crazy. And then I would get behind because during the week it's harder, but, but my, I had this rule that when I'm at church, people are fair game. Cause they didn't come through that. They didn't come through that door without some sort of desire to be prayed for or interacted with. So I was like, anybody who needs prayer, if you're in the building, I'm praying for you because I haven't prayed with any, for anybody in like five days. And that's 15 people I need to pray for. And, uh, and so it took me a couple years, but I'm pretty sure I definitely prayed for a thousand people to be healed. And here and there, I saw some people get healed, um, learned a lot about what it's like to pray out loud for people. And I learned a ton. Um, I love that side of the Holy Spirit's work. That's a cool thing. And, but then there's like life change and where it's like, okay, what if, the Holy Spirit was so awake in me that my, that my Google searches, if they were to do, if, if, if someone was to figure out what all my Google searches were, what is, was, were, I can't conjugate my verbs today, uh, that they would see that there was a change. Uh, like, what if people looked at the purchase history on my debit card and there's like, they're like, well, I see life change in this person. Like, what if, um, I'm looking at this, uh, Sven's Netflix account, and it seems as if something's changing in Sven. Like it seems as if God is bringing change. And that kind of change is great, but if it, if it, it can easily get a little legalistic because it's really, it's so much of that is just between you and Jesus. And, it, and Jesus knows your heart and knows you better than you know yourself. And he knows what steps of faith you need to take 
on that journey in all those areas. But then there's this. What if Jesus so captured my heart by his Holy Spirit? Jesus, the gift of the Father. What if Jesus so... What if I so fell in love back with Jesus again that, that Jesus became my daydream? That Jesus, like when I really got a moment alone, when I, when I finally got to just do what I want to do, that, that there would be such a change that it would be like, I just, I've been wanting to hang out with you, Jesus. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like the perfect Devo time, you know, like the, the Instagram Devo time, like, uh, there's some wonderful memes about that, like, like the, like the perfect candle and the, <laughs> you know, uh, and I love that. I mean, I, I totally have taken video. I'm a video guy, not a photo guy, but I've totally done video of my Devo time. I totally have. And, and God forgives me for that. But like, what if by his Holy Spirit, this leaky bucket that I am, what if Jesus could fill me with his spirit once again today? And yeah, there's the fill me with his spirit for the calling that I've always been meant to have, the five-year plan, the new career path, the better me. What does it really look like? Holy Spirit always gets it done today in the present. That's what the Holy Spirit's about. The Holy Spirit, like that one, uh, one thought train that I never finished was this conversation with the Holy Spirit. You want to know what the Holy Spirit sounds like? The Holy Spirit doesn't shame you. The Holy Spirit is trustworthy and caring and compassionate. The Holy Spirit, if you hear a voice in your heart and it's not compassionate, it's not the Holy Spirit. If it's not gentle with your heart, it's not the Holy Spirit. You hear shame, that you suck, that you're never gonna be what you were meant to be, that you, you've blown it again, that's not the Holy Spirit. You wanna know what the Holy Spirit sounds like? The Holy Spirit is full of love. The fruit of the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5. You wanna know what it's, it, it's the love and joy and peace. It's like, you want to know what Jesus' voice sounds like? It sounds loving. You hear loving ideas in your heart, you have heard the voice of God. And it's real. And you don't have to tell the whole world. Maybe you will. Maybe that is a part of the Holy Spirit thing. Jesus, the Holy Spirit will convict your heart. Conviction's different than shame. Conviction is, there's hope. I really can change you. You can trust me. I understand your addictions. And then there's this step of faith of a yes in my heart. Jesus, I think you are going to take care of my deepest desires. I think you are going to love me. And that thing that I try to fill in my heart with addictions, that thing that I, where I'm like, I've got to take care of myself because I don't know if anybody's going to take care of me. Where I'm ju I, just have to, I just have to go after this or go after that or because um, no, I can't really trust anyone because when it comes right down to it, I've got to take care of myself. If I can just say, Jesus, I don't want to take care of myself. I want to receive you. I want to say yes to you. 
Jesus, would you, would you break addiction in my heart? I, I want to I I go after you. I want you to be my daydream. I want the Holy Spirit to fill me again because I'm so leaky. And you're going to make mistakes and it's going to be messy. The Holy Spirit is all about we. It's all about community. It's all about the messiness. And, we're, and the tragedy is that all of us are, are experienced so much distortion and there's so much noise and there's so much, there's so much stuff getting in the way of us being able to express what the Holy Spirit is doing in ourselves, but we just go, as best I can, here I am. And this is me. And Jesus loves me. And Jesus is putting these ideas in my heart for what the next step is today. And I think it's Jesus because it sounds like love. And I think it also sounds like Jesus because it's a little bit outside my comfort zone. And I'm really going to have to trust that Jesus has my back. And then you take this little step and nobody else even knows how amazing it was that you took that step, but you took that step. Did I give you guys all the fill in the blanks? What's funny is I make it sound like I don't like fill in the blanks. I love fill in the blanks. That's totally me. I think it was my sister who said, I was at one of those churches where they have fill in the blanks. Can you believe that? I love my sister. <laughs> Let's pray.